the opportunity to, to read of the crossing of the Red Sea and um, you know if you if you weren't there weren't here for that I encourage you to go back and listen uh, again all of our sermons and, are online and um, um, you can listen to them either on Spotify or just go to our website and connect to it'll connect you to Podbean which is where we post our things but I encourage you to do that it's just you know, this this was a this is the the biggest um, Event the, the most miraculous evidence of God's goodness and grace to His people in the Old Testament, and um, this becomes the 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 picture the 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 event that God's people hearken back to, look back to, for hundreds of years to come, and um, and it's it shows God's power, His love, His 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 faithfulness to His people, and His and His ability to bring justice and and vanquish um, the enemies of his enemies and the enemies of his people and it's, it's a beautiful account of that and and um, what happens next before the the narrative continues before they move on we see that everything stops at the sight of God's victory at the reality of what they just came through and they worship they sing and in your Bible, it probably says Song of Moses. It's known as that, as the Song of the Sea. But it's the song of God's people. They all sing with him. And, uh, and sing and make much of what God has done. And so, uh, let's, let's, so this is actually the, the first recorded song or hymn of the nation of Israel. You know, this is it. And uh, many more follow. There's a whole book of them, right? Right in the middle of your Bible, the Psalms. But this is the first praise song recorded uh, of God's people. And, um, and we'll see its echoes throughout the scriptures. Um, you see it this, uh, in Psalm 78, in Psalm 106, in Psalm 136, just to name a few. Uh, phrases, words, lines of, from this song. Um, making much of this beautiful, amazing, miraculous, redemptive event, deliverance of, God, of God's people from Egypt. And so that's, that's what we're looking at, this, this praise song. So let's, uh, let me pray again, and we'll read God's word together. Lord God, we, uh, our hearts um, long for you, and sometimes our hearts long to long for you, if we're honest. Um, we get distracted. Um, we get we forget just how wonderful, holy, powerful, gracious, glorious you are. And Lord, that's why we we come to to worship. So Lord, help us as we look at and discuss this first song of worship, this first hymn. Help us to our hearts to be to be retuned to sing your praises lord work work this in us this morning and and again we pray you would be glorified as we read your word as i preach your word as we understand and apply it we pray this in jesus name amen then moses and the people of israel sang this song to the lord yahweh saying 
I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider He has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea, and his chosen officers were sunk into the Red Sea. The floods covered them, and they went down to the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow your adversaries. You send out your fury, it consumes them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the waters piled up, the floods... The floods stood up on a heap, and the deeps congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind, and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You stretched out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You have led led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The peoples have heard. They tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are still as stone. Till your people, O Lord, pass by. Till the people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode. The sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. For when the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and the horsemen went out into the sea, the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them, but the people of Israel walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Um, I... uh, there's something I do as a neat party trick. Well, my kids think it's neat. Um, I, I occasionally just listen to the radio. Who still listens to the radio? And my kids are amazed that Daddy knows all the words to every song on the radio. And I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I'm, you know, exaggerating a little bit. You know, if it's contemporary country, I probably don't know those. If it's classic country, yeah, I got it. You know, if it's, um, if it's new age, you know, so I probably don't. But if it's, you know, 2000s and later, if it was popular with anybody, I, I, I'll, I will start singing along. I'll remember the words. And my kids go, how, Daddy, how do you know all the songs? And I go, it's just me. I'm amazing. No, I mean... <laughs> But a lot of you do that, right? It's not just me. 
right? You, you hear the first line and then something, a song you hadn't heard, thought of for years, you know, of, you know, a 1980s album by NXS, you've just, it just all comes to you, flowing back. You can sing the whole song. Uh, that was an obscure band. Some people know it. They were popular at one time. Anyway, uh, you know, like, you haven't thought of it in 20 years, and that first, the first phrase in the tune, and you've got the words. Um, anybody else like that? You know, I think we're made to be like that. We're made, songs, music, I'm the, I'm the least musical person up here, but uh, I can play the radio. And I, but I, I love, I love, I love music, and I love how, I love that, I love not so much the, I can't explain the notes and the melodies, but I love the words and how words and melodies and go together and how it just gets in your heart and it just stays there. And we're made for that. We're made to sing. And we're made and songs are made to stick with us. And that's why we have praise songs. That's why we see on, on many pages of scripture. God's people responding with music, with song. And here is the first of many. Um, so what, as we look at this song, the song of Moses, the song of the sea, the song of Israel and their, and their deliverance, I want us to see three things. We're going to look at three things. First, we're going to look at Israel rejoicing in Yahweh's triumph in verses 1 through 12. Israel rejoicing in Yahweh's triumph. Secondly, Israel anticipating... Yahweh's continuing triumphs in verses 13 through 18. And then finally, Israel united in praise of their faithful Redeemer. And we'll, that's 19 through 21, but also kind of going back to the other, other verses in the text. But first, we see Israel rejoicing in Yahweh's triumph. And I just want you to see that how immediate, first of all, how immediate this is. I mean, and again, you know, we last week we thought we talked about just imagine being there. Imagine being camped with over a million people, maybe two, on the edge of this sea where you can't see across. It's so far, too far to swim. Don't no time for boats. No time for rafts. No way to get there. It's just judgment and death before and behind you, and judgment and death in front of you, and 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 the and the armies and the chariots of Pharaoh coming down upon you, and then and then nightfall, the scariest part, right? The scariest time to be awake and and to know that an enemy is approaching, but God moving to the rear, God in, in the glory cloud protecting them, projecting darkness on Egypt and light on His people, and the angel of the Lord standing in the gap. And, and protecting them. And then all night hearing the winds, as it says here, the nostrils of God blowing and the water separating and uh, ever before you, but, but maybe, maybe too far away to see at first, but as it got closer, they could see that dry land was coming to meet them. And, that, and then they walked through that morning. And more than that, after this, these waters congealed and were, and were upheld on either side of them and they all walked, walked through, then just, and, and just like that, the whole of the chariots, all of the horsemen of, of Egypt that were hot on their trail were completely and utterly destroyed. And all they could do, all that was appropriate to do at that moment was to drop everything and praise Yahweh. Nothing else would have made sense, would it? 
Like it's kind of weird. They're marching along and then they start singing. But if you really think about it, what else would have been appropriate there? Oh, he killed them all? Okay, let's set up town. Alright, here we go. Let's just... What are we having for dinner? That would be weirder. Right? Like, it, the only logical, the only thing that made sense would just... is to burst out in praise. And that's what they do. And they praise Him. They praise Him. They praise Him for... In three specific ways. They praise Him first for being a man of war. For being a warrior. For displaying a fury that consumed them like stubble. Does that feel wrong to you? (laughs) To praise God for that? That's where they start. God, Yahweh's a winner. (laughs) Yahweh's a warrior. Yahweh fights for us. And He fights completely. There's no one greater. He is the greatest champion. And He is, and, and we, and He is protecting us. And look at what He did. All of His enemies, all of our enemies are destroyed. And it's interesting, it talks about Him casting them into the sea twice. He talks about casting them and throwing them. And then if you think about the narrative, where was the casting and throwing? The waters close in on them. But twice he says he cast them into the sea. And I'm convinced, and commentators smarter than me convinced me of this, what happened earlier in the life of Israel? What did Pharaoh do to them? He cast their children into the Nile. There's justice. It's the same verb. The genocide of Egypt was met with justice. And Moses uses those terms. Those who cast the sons of Israel into the Nile, God cast the whole of their mounted army and their chariots into the sea. Does that feel wrong to you? To sing God's praises in that way. To praise Him for His justice and His might. His fury. Rick and I go see the police officers every week and we hear some horrible things. And we talk to guys who pursue, who see victims, who see death, who see chaos, who make arrests and see judgment not come. And we, I, I long, I, 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 many times I've talked to these officers and I've talked to families that are hurting with losses and gone, There is ultimate justice. There is ultimate vindication. This is one example of that. God shows that. And you go, but isn't that that being haughty? Isn't that being prideful? Don't we deserve that? And yes, we do. We do. We are sinners and deserve God's wrath and judgment. But by God's grace, God absorbed that wrath. But he, you know what? As God's people, we face enemies. We face enemies that are in flesh and blood and spiritual enemies. Satan himself roams about like a lion ready to devour. But God says in the last day, all the enemies 
will be thrown, cast into the abyss. Death, the devil, all the demons, everything, all his enemies cast into ultimate judgment. They rejoice because he is a warrior who never loses. He is a champion of his people whose fury consumes them like stubble. And that's, that word stubble is the same word for hay. You know? There was some earlier back in the, in the, earlier in the story that, you know, what, they had to go collect their own stubble to make these bricks. And he goes, now they're consumed like the stubble, the grass, the straw for bricks. They rejoice in God's triumph. And, and there's, no, there's no pulling back. There's no, it's not politically incorrect for them to go, He is going to bring justice upon His enemies. Second thing that they praise Him is for the power over nature. And we see God in verse 8 that He's by the blast of His nostrils. Now, does the Father have nostrils? No, but it's that this is a, 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 an active, like a personal act of God. It's Him sending, controlling the wind and the water. It's Him that sends the wind out of the east. It's Him that congeals the waters. And again, you know, congeal. You ever had jello? He likes jello. Everybody likes jello. It's like, it's, it's that word. It congealed. It's like, it's just staying up there. How else do you describe that? You know, how could they have passed through if the wind was blowing that hard, you know? And leaning into it. That been, that'd been hard to do. So it blows the wind and they're able to pass through and the waters stand firm. And but God has power over nature and over, you know, again, we're... He, he, he made all things. He, he holds all things together. Um, the world is His. If there is a natural order, it's because He made it. Because He's an orderly God. But it is not more powerful than Him. He's not subject to it. Nature is subject to Him. He has power over nature. That's why we pray things like we pray for rain. We pray that the storms would stop. We pray that people's cancer would be healed. We pray because God has power over those things. At no point is He subject to the natural order. He created the natural order. And so it's appropriate to to pray for those things, but to praise Him for those things. Look at what He did. He has power over the, the enemies. He has power to bring justice. He has power over nature. And He has power over the desires, plans, and schemes of, of our enemies. The enemy said, look at verse 9, I will pursue, I will overtake. There's a lot of eyes, right? You hear the pride of Pharaoh? I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. He's already planned out how he's going to divide up the stuff once he wins. He's got it all laid out. But where do they end up? like lead on the bottom of the sea. There are a lot of enemies. There are a lot of things. There are a lot of things moving. You watch the news and you're struggling. You're concerned. And Where's God here? And where's the devil working in this? And this is an evil world. It's a fallen world. Evil people. Evil, evil dictators. It, there's always wars and rumors of wars. And I want you to be reminded that God is sovereign over these schemes. Over the plans of enemies in flesh and blood, but also the ultimate, the enemy of the devil. He is not ever a step ahead. They had great intentions. Their plan 
from a military point of view, was perfect. They had God's people, vulnerable, helpless, between an army and an ocean. And they lost. (laughs) That should be very encouraging to you and me. That sure plans of the enemy, the schemes, will never come about, will never be fulfilled. And then, it, and, then it, and then in verse 11 and 12, after talking about God's power to, to, bring, to conquer power over His enemies, power even over their, their, their schemes and their plans, that He's got an ultimate plan, power over nature itself. And it says, Who is like you, Yahweh, among the gods? No one. I imagine that the Egyptian soldiers were crying out to a lot of those different gods that were shown to be inept during the plagues. And no one answered. Who is like you, majestic in holiness, being set apart above all things, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? No one is like you. No one but you could have brought deliverance, redemption for us. They rejoice in Yahweh's triumph. Secondly, and what flows out of this is next they rejoice. They they rejoice because they're anticipating Yahweh's continuing triumphs. Look at verse 13 and 14. Well, verse 14. The peoples have heard... They tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. And then he talks about Edom and the leaders of Moab, the inhabitants of Canaan. And he's saying because of this this victory, of this triumph, we now know that you'll continue to win. You'll continue to go before us and fight our battles. And he lists these different nations and he's listing them in geographical order of the path in which they'll go. These are the... These are the okay, Egyptians, check. <laughs> Who's next on the map? Okay? And though they don't have direct conflict with Philistia at first, they do eventually in the, in, 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 um, in, in the promised land. But Edom and Moab and the people of Canaan, they go, if God can do this... He's going to keep winning for us. He's going to keep triumphing for us. And, and, and let, me, let me tell you, that, that's why we come, again, why we come on Sunday? Because God said to. Why do we worship? Because we're supposed to. Why do we need to come and sing these songs and revel in what God has done? Because it gives us hope for what He will do. I'm forgetful. I'm getting more forgetful. Raise your hand if you're forgetful. Some of you forgot to raise your hand. See, that's what I'm talking about. It it doesn't take long. We forget. And how many times this week has something come up and you've just gone? Done. Last straw. Too much. I I can't see a way out. I've, I've done it more than once this week. But what, what are we called to do? What do we have to do then? We have to keep coming back to these past triumphs. Right? 
If God is for us, who can be against us? If he who did not spare his own son, how, you know, how will he not graciously give us all things? See, what's that doing? That's, that's going back to the cross. That's going back to the greater redemptive act, the cross of Jesus Christ and His resurrection. I, from moment to moment, you and I will forget that. And we have to go back and what? Remember, and a great way to remember is to sing. Again, I remember all those songs. You know? Sometimes I'm embarrassed by the songs I remember, you know? Like, I don't want to remember a song by Wham, but I do. I don't know, it's weird. Even things I don't want to remember. But like, it needs to be in our brains. And when they sing of God's past victory, this recent victory, they go, He's going to keep doing it. He's going to keep going before us. And these other obstacles, these other enemies, they will not stop us. They, as, they, as they recount the goodness of God in the past, they become more, less and less daunted by the challenges of head. Because they remember, if God has done it here, He can do it in the next spot, in the next hard spot, and in the next hard spot. And eventually, what does it say? Verse 18, uh, verse 17, You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. Once I see you protect and bring me through here, I remember those past events, and I have confidence you will keep doing that and ultimately do what? Bring me all the way home. You will bring us to the completion of the journey. And they sing now with such faith and assurance that it's just, it's a given. This is what you're going to do. Our enemies are fearful. They quake in their shoes. They, they know you are, you are the true God and you will see us all the way to the promised land. And He does. And He does. But look at verse 18. It says, And the Lord will reign forever and ever. And it talks about this, this promised land, this, this, uh, this abode being permanent. And if you've read ahead, which I hope you've had, and if you haven't, that's fine too. I'm going to help you do that. You realize that it doesn't the, the promised land isn't as perfect as they hoped. And they can't keep covenant with God. God keeps covenant with them. They fall into sin, they fall and God God saves them through a judge. He gives, you know, and back and forth and back and forth, but this points to the ultimate home, does it not? The ultimate Victory does it not, and 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 that's why I picked picked Revelation fifteen to put as the uh, reflection. Let's look at that. I said I said again that this song echoes throughout the Scripture as a picture of God's mighty hand to save, and then in the in Revelation, looking at the the ultimate redemption, the the final judgment, and the final deliverance of His people, the song of Moses is sung yet again. And it speaks of an eternal home, a 
not just a piece of real estate in the Middle East, but a new heavens and new earth. He says, And I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire. Again, there by the sea. And those who had conquered the beast and its, and its image and the number of its name standing beside the sea. Again, God's people standing by the sea, looking at the victory, looking at the enemies at their feet. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God. The song, now it's also not just the song of Moses, the song of the Lamb, of the Christ, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations, not just of Israel. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations, not will bow down, not will be... That will be uh, conquered, but nations will come and worship you, for you are, your righteous acts have been revealed. And again, this is pointing to, even here, John is, is, is recounting, as he's hearing this, this song, the song of Moses, that even here this song is about the ultimate victory of God through Christ. Yahweh will reign forever and ever. We sing of these past victories so that we, our hearts will be attuned to the song and know that the future, that God will continue to triumph in our future struggles and see us all the way home to Him. Israel rejoicing in God's triumph. Israel anticipating God's continuing triumphs. And then finally, Israel united in praise of their faithful Redeemer. We... Um, I love that we, some of our songs, I don't know if it's intentional by who picked them, but there was refrains, there was men singing and then women singing. And we have that here, do we not? We have that here. When did the women come in? I'm not saying that women should only sing two lines. That's not the application or sing after. But I do want you to notice, and this is important I think for our culture, who starts the singing? The men. And as one who does not sing super well, and at times is self-conscious, and just to let you know, I have had, I've actually gone to preach in small churches where the accompanist was absent and I was leading a cappella. A cappella, whatever, how you say it. I don't even know how to say it. Um, that was an experience. But you know what? I, I, someone had to lead. And just note here that it's Moses and the men of Israel that sing. And the women join in. And I'm just, this is, you know, this, this isn't a main point, but we're getting to some application here. Some of you guys think you're not supposed to sing, or that it's not manly to sing. I love you. Get over it. <laughs> also, I love you. It's kind of like. Also something men do. The doctor will prescribe something for us and we don't want to take it. We're supposed to... This, this is for your heart. This is for heart health. <laughs> but your spiritual heart, sing. It's okay if you're bad. Get the tune in your head. Sing it. Let your sons hear you sing, daddies. Let, let, let it be known that we're made to worship and... We are made to praise God because He's worthy of it. But also, it's made to... You singing those songs, it gets into your heart. It's the only proper response when you really get how amazing God is and you get the gospel. Nothing else makes sense 
but to sing the praises of God when you really do behold how good and how magnificent and how glorious His triumph is. There's men singing and there's women singing. And all God's people singing, united in praise. You see that in 19 through 21. But also, I want you to see we're united in praise because of why He does it. And sometimes we, we, I think we don't sing because we forget why. We forget the motivation of God. We go, we know, I know what He did, but the why is lost on me. But look at verse 13. It says, You have led in your steadfast love the people you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. Why did God triumph over Egypt? Why did He create the dry land for them to walk through to the other side? Why is He with them in the cloud of fire? And, 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 and why is He going before them as the angel of the Lord? Why did He set them free from Egypt? Why? Because He keeps His promises to those He loves. He loves you. No one twists God's arm to do anything. He loves you. He loves His people. That's why He does it. Sometimes the words get stuck on your throat because you think, I don't think He did it for me. Or God did this God thing. That was such a God thing to do. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Of course God does God things. He's God. Like, you know, water to wine, stuff like that. It's a God thing. No, He does it because He loves you. And he loves me. And when you get this into your heart, it changes. It changes how you look at your day. God's past victories, and anticipating His future triumphs on your behalf. Why? Because He loves you. And, not just, and, and, and so we all come together and sing Him and praise Him. Because what it says here is that, and going back to verse 2... Not verse 2, but verse... Um, verse, Yeah, verse 2. What? I don't know. Let me put these back on. I'm, I'm getting... I'm, st- I'm still trying to remember when I need them, when I don't. Uh, when I can't see is when I need them. Okay, here we go. All right. I'll, y'all help me with that. All right, so... It, verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my song. And, and, and it's so cool. The, the word, the Hebrew word that's translated my song there... Can actually, there's two different people describe it different ways. Is it that word can also mean strength? And so some people translate, "He's the Lord is my strength, my strength." And other commentators say it means song. And there's different reasons. I'm not going to go into that. But uh, what the idea I like is that it's intentional. It's a double entendre. It's it's supposed to mean both. And think of that makes sense, doesn't it? The the song in your heart is your strength. You know, that doesn't mean if you if you start singing "Eye of the Tiger," you can lift the couch. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Might make you want to. But what I'm saying is, when when the gospel, when when God's delivering, when His love and His love that delivered you and set you free from sin and death through the through the the loving sacrifice of Jesus, when that becomes the song of your heart, what that become? That's your strength. 
When you when you're in the valley, you God's with me. When 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 things are when things are overwhelming, Lord Lord, you you've you've won back here. You're going to win moving forward. When it seems like there's no hope, no reason to live, you go. I, I have an eternal uh, eternal home with Jesus. It's supposed to feel that way here. Like you, because the song is in your mind and you can't get it out. I love that. This word, song, strength, which is it? Yes, it's both. When you see God triumph, all we can do is worship. When you, when you recognize what He has done, not just here, but the, the better victory, the better deliverance, of making a path not through just the waters of the Red Sea, but the, 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 the waters of judgment, the judgment that, that is deserving for each of us who have fallen short of the glory of God. When He made a path through that, on through the by the cross of Jesus Christ when we see that we have to worship and when we keep that song in our hearts it gives us strength and assurance that he's going to keep us and keep going before us and keep winning and seeing us all the way home keep this song in your hearts sing the praise of Jesus and of what he has done what he is doing and what he will do Keep singing. If you're not singing, start singing. Not just at worship, but in the car. Start singing by remembering God the verses. Listening to those hymns that speak of God's amazing work. And we're going to close with one that does just that. Lead on, O King Eternal. I'm not going to read it, but we're going we're gonna to keep doing that. But look, you need this. You need this. You need the word to be preached. You need the songs to be sung. And you need to participate. Because we forget. We've got to keep working that song in our hearts and our minds so we don't forget. And we can know the words and have assurance for tomorrow. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for this song. The first of many. Lord, move us to sing praise to your name and may the song of praise for your deeds of deliverance and redemption be our strength and our assurance that you are working and that you will see us all the way home because you love us. In Jesus' name, amen.